All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by the Nation Network. Thank you, Christmassy English lady. Thank you, Jared, for making that. Wow, Jared, us. coming in with a little Christmas jingle before. It was a pleasant surprise. Wow. Jared, Jared was all prepared for our big Christmas spectacular with the Real Life Podcast. Yes, today we are doing a very special Oilers Nation Radio. It's a Christmas spectacular with the boys from the Real Life Podcast, which is me and Wanye and Jay. And those two aren't there, aren't here, so it's just me. And Big Mug's yep. normally on the ON Radio Podcast also, so it's just us. And that's the end of the... Christmas Spectacular Podcast. Here is the ON Radio Podcast. I want to thank our friends, as always, Sherwood Ford the Giant, for making this all possible. Oilers Nation Radio, episode 17. Yari Curry. Yari I have 17 Cur- written down, so that's right, what we so have to Cam's do. Cam's got 17 written down. Follow Sherwood Ford on Twitter, at Sherwood Ford. Follow them on Instagram, at Sherwood Ford, underscore the Giant. Chris, tell us what they have going on at Sherwood Ford right now. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to Shirt Ford for their Boxing Week sales starting two days early on December 24th. So that is Monday. Yeah. Monday, the 24th, Christmas Eve. That's because it's Boxing Week. Because Christmas, yeah, exactly. So uh, just, no, sure, if you're, if you're shopping for a vehicle, Shirt Ford's got sales on everything. There is no better gift for the missus, for the husband, for your kids than a brand new Ford. That's what mm-hmm. I think. Mustang for the kids. If ever, if anyone ever gifted me a vehicle, wow! Wait, do people do people actually roll in on Boxing Day and just like impulse buy a car? No, no, no. But it's like you're if you're if you've been thinking about yeah, buying if you've been a vehicle, thinking about it, and oh, then you're okay. like, all right, I'm going to plan this out. So I know. So it's like waiting a- for a seat sale for a flight, kind exactly. of exactly. Yep. You exactly. know, there's a Boxing Week sale coming in, right down to Sherwood Ford, right in a Ford F150, and then all your friends are jealous because I'm just and, thinking yeah. like, imagine waking up at like 6 a.m. 
going down with your friends to Sherwood Ford and they open the doors and everyone runs in and someone's just like, fuck it, time to buy a vehicle. It's 25% off. I guarantee that'll happen. I bet there are people lined up right now for Boxing Day. Right now. And Today it's not- is the 21st. <laughs> Yeah. They uh they don't just have like a small amount of vehicles for sale. They've got uh, nearly everything. Lots of popular vehicles this year. Um, so if you're looking for an actually looking for a new vehicle, go do it. Next week, Boxing Week sale. Do it, Cam. Yep. You got to spend some time with Santa from Sherwood Ford this week. I did. I uh, I enjoyed. Um, <laughs> yeah. I uh, uh, we uh, me Jay and Santa went and reviewed a Donair place in Sherwood Park. Wasn't and- it Chef Boyardee? Yeah, it was weird. It was like it, 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 it. The sweet sauce didn't really taste like sweet sauce. It tasted like it tasted like pasta sauce. It was very bizarre. But the nice part of the experience is I got to sit on Santa's lap. When was the last time you sat on Santa's lap? Um, I sit on Santa's lap every year because <laughs> I always go. I always go to the mall and sit on a mall Santa's lap, and they're like, "What do you want for Christmas?" And I'm like, "I want everyone at the content table to produce good content. I want. I want to be able to produce good tweets." I want to be able to produce good podcast content and good articles. And Santa blesses me with his wand. Wow. Santa has a wand. The, are you going to the Nation Network, Santa? <laughs> Santa's sounds like, wand. Sounds like you're doing the company thing here. Well, if you want to check out the Chef by RD edition of the Donair Review, check that out on OilersNation.com on our Facebook page. Go check it out. Santa was very excited that there was no reindeer in the Donair, Chris. Yes, it was actually, it was, it was fun. I wasn't expect. I didn't know if Santa was going to come to the dinner shop dressed up or if he was going to get dressed up in the bathroom or anything. Um, I just pop out surprise I'm Santa. Imagine if he came and got dressed in the bathroom. <laughs> no, like, that, he's like I, excuse me, could I use the uh, facilities for one moment? I, and he's I carrying a it. gym bag. No, he's brave. He, uh, he walked into the dinner shop. Everybody like turned and was like, Santa. And he just said hi. Because I think rolling in in a regular outfit and then changing in the bathroom <laughs> is infinitely more gutsy than just showing up in the Santa. Okay, yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm and you know what? T- tomorrow is the Oilers' last game before the Christmas break. And you know there are dudes out there who have been saving that game just so they can show up in their Santa costume. You know it. You know it's true, Chris. Do any of us have a Santa costume? I do. I, well, not Why'd a costume. Why you look I right a, at me, Chris? I have a Santa onesie. <laughs> wow, Chris. Wow. I literally scanned the room. room. I scanned the room, Dan. You didn't look at me. Dan, because you're jolly. Wow. You're jolly. Yes. You can't grow a beard worth of shit, though. I can't. Terrible Santa, no beard. All right, we're going to start off this week's podcast with Chris's very creepy dream about Connor McDavid. <laughs> he started talking about it upstairs, and we were just like, no, 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 don't say anything else. The audience of the Oilers Nation Radio podcast need to hear your thoughts about how you would befriend Connor. Go ahead. This actually happened last weekend. I don't know how I forgot to tell you guys about it for a week. But anyways, here it goes. My dream about Connor McDavid. Uh, he was like... Him and the boys, the boys being the Edmonton Oilers, just got back from like a road trip or something. Which players specifically? All I remember being well, seeing was Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle. Anyways, they're in like this room and they're all <laughs> so it's just like generic crowd faces for the rest. Yeah, of Yeah, pretty much. Okay, because <clears throat> um, Leon and Connor were sitting on the front row of like their hangout room where they're watching TV. What does their hangout room look like? I, I need you to build the environment. It me. honestly looked like a movie theater, and so, we were in the front. So row. you and Leon Drysaddle and, and Connor McDavid are watching a movie at a theater. And there's three chairs in a row. No, nah, it was a few chairs, but they recline and you could chill. Like it was like a couch. <laughs> so wait, it was a couch or it was a movie theater? So it's like a dream home movie. Theater. It wasn't a movie theater. It replicated a movie theater. It'd be like what couches. if you go into a rich dude's house and they've got yeah. a theater in their own house? You're focusing. W- yes. Okay. Like was, a, was there like a TV or was it a screen or a, it was a big screen? Don't worry too okay. much about the details. Go ahead. You need, to, you need the world to be built up for the story. 
All right. So think of a rich man's uh, or woman or woman's movie theater in their house. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Anyways, so I uh, Connor invites me in, and I go in, and I <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go on. Okay. Uh, I anyways, I go in, sit in the front with Connor. Uh, me and Connor are like, hey, what's up? And I like kind of feel guilty because I only know Connor and I don't really know the rest of the team. <laughs> or Leon Dreisaitl? What do you mean you only know Connor like, you I'm don't only, know the rest of the team? I'm only buddies with Connor in the dream. So anyways, we're hanging out and I feel like weird because I don't really know anyone else and I don't want anyone else to be like, who's this loser? So are you having a hard time mingling or like you keeping to no, yourself? No, everyone was like quiet and they were just watching the TV. So probably like there's fucking strangers in this yeah. house. Why is your... Why is Chris walking mid-movie? Go ahead, Chris. So then Continue. my buddy, Matthew Miller, shout out to Matthew Miller, um, he walks into the dream too. And he sits... Oh, you got a plus is this, one. Is this Matthew Miller a real person? Yeah. Okay. That's I thought just, this was like Chris another... Chris got a plus one. I thought this was like another celebrity that Chris like fabricated into the mix here. No, no, no. So then Matt comes in and just sits in between Connor and I. Oh. And he starts talking to both Leon and Connor and like the rest of the Oilers. And like he's way more buddy-buddy with them than <laughs> I am with Connor. And then Matt... Matt's my good friend, but he like started turning on me on the in the dream, saying like, "Why are you here trying to get in with Connor McDavid? Like you don't belong here," kind of thing. And then so he's trying to force me out of the room and get me out. And I was like, "Which must have been upsetting because you were already having those feelings internally because you did not know the other." Exactly, okay, I already ahead. felt out, and he was just bringing it to the surface. And then Leon Drysaddle kind of got into it too, and is like. He's like looking at me and he's like, yeah, why are you here trying to get in with Connor McDavid? Like, <laughs> oh, just, just leave us alone. Big German telling you off. So then Connor got rattled and he left and he went to bed. And then it was, and I was like, Matt, oh, like my. This my, dream's about to take a turn. Here <laughs> we go. Uh, and then I, it was just me and Matthew Miller and Leon Drysaddle. And I just felt out of place. And then I left. Well, did you go to bed with Connor? No, I just oh. went I, I think we need to dive in and do a little bit of a dream analysis here. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's very jarring to me that in Chris's fantasy in which he's meeting his favorite hockey player, he's the entire thing is just overridden with like general social anxiety. You're just like very upset that you're not going to be accepted by these people. And not only are you not accepted by the, the, the people you want to meet, your friend is also doesn't have your back. That's so what does this so say true. about your relationship with your friend? This is also, yeah, it sounds more like a nightmare to me than a, this a, is not a dream, dream at all. Maybe I need to call Matt. Yeah, yeah maybe you guys got some issues. So what's to work going out. on with Matt? What did he do? What did he, did he fuck you over somehow? What's going on here? <laughs> he pull a sneaky one on you? No, you should, not really. You should call Matt and have him listen to your dream. Because <laughs> okay. if you're, you're just dreaming about this guy, like ruining your life. I think the- Matt saw a window. Chris wasn't going, or the door was cracked open for Chris to make friends and he wasn't stepping through it. Matt saw his opportunity and he shot a shot. But what I see there too in the dream is that you said that you, Matt sat between you and Connor. Yeah. So when you sat down, you sat with a chair well, between no, you it and was Connor. A, it was a he couch. Gave a it wasn't a movie theater seating. It was a couch. Oh, oh so he, he sat mid. He just scooched in there. Okay. Unbelievable, okay. Matt. Yeah. But anyways, the best part about this whole experience was that the next day, I think it was Sunday. Um, I saw like a tweet about Conor McDavid and instantly I had like a subconscious feeling of thinking that that guy is my friend because we are friends <laughs> in the dream. And then I like snapped back to reality and was like, oh wait, it was a dream. I'm not. Friends uh, okay. Chris. But in a way, we're all friends with Conor McDavid. You'll be friends with Conor one day, Chris. Don't let Matt ruin your dreams. Literally. Literally. I'm really, I'm really interested to see now as time goes along, what ways Matt is going to sewer Chris in different settings. I think we have to have an update every week. I'm going to send this podcast clip to Matt. 
I haven't told him about the dream. I've been dreaming about you, Matt. I want you to listen to me describe it to people that listen to this. listeners. All right. Well, Chris, you had a hell of a week anyway. I did. First the Connor dream. Then you get tickets to the game against St. Louis. Yeah, I did. It was great. You're up on the kiss cam. I, yep. The, I nation's own Tyler, the nation's own Tyler Uremchuk reported that it was arguably the worst kiss cam attempt he's ever seen. So Rick was at the game. We'll get his take on <laughs> it as well. I'll let you start it. off. Chris, your thoughts. All right. So let me preface this by saying that being on camera is not easy for anybody. And it takes a special type of person to do it. So when I saw the camera, first of all, they announced the kiss cam and then Caitlin, my wife, and myself. Whoa, humble brag. <laughs> we, uh, we started actually talking about the prize of going to Big Valley and kind of mocking it a bit. And then, bam, we look up and we're on there. And uh, so first of all, I felt the, the heat of the lights and the camera, the pressure on me. And then I did the stupid thing where I pointed at the Jumbotron and was like, oh my God, it's us. Uh, and then leaned over, gave a couple pecks, very standard kiss cam, uh, finished it up, looked back at the Jumbotron. The camera's still on us. We're still on there. Then we like do a fake laugh or giggle. Then I was like, oh, that's great. We were on the kiss cam. Like, that's really cool. And then I go on Twitter and Tyler fucking Uremchuk's just like ripping into me. He was like, no one said anything bad about the kiss until Tyler put it on Twitter. And then all of a sudden, Twitter just turned on me. But he gets shown up by like 70-year-old couples. He was dressed up as Santa. Okay, no, not that particular couple. That I agree with you. So they, the, they were going to win right away. I saw that. As soon like, as I saw Mr. and Mrs. Claus. I'm yeah, like, well. I was like, so- sorry, CTI, you're not winning this one. <laughs> But there was there was no there was no passion there. No, where was like the hey, this is my wife. I want every guy here to know it. Well, we we kind of got. I think it was a very standard like kiss cam. Like we, I didn't like climb on her lap and lick her Why? face or anything. There could have been a little. There could have been a little more passionate. I think is that that's all really anybody wanted. It's December. It's Christmas time. There's love in the air. <laughs> You need to put out that little bit of effort. That could have been your that could have been your one shot at uh, at fame. Yeah, I definitely I definitely have a thought. You may on have this, missed it, but I don't know if it's podcast appropriate. Everything is. So I don't think I'm going to say <laughs> it. But okay, well, why are you leaving us hanging now? I just I just don't know if it's podcast appropriate. Okay, but what it, what it? I'll, I'll just say it anyway. And Jared, I've, I've already I've already mentioned this to you guys. And Jared, you can feel free to cut this out if you if you if you if you think it's He's bad. shaking his head now. So what it looks like is Chris went home. And he rubbed one out right before the game, and he had no energy. <laughs> I was exhausted. <laughs> he was just—he was burnt out. No, it was just like it was like I don't know. Do you discuss with your uh, significant other what you do if you ever get on the on the jumbotron? I have. No. Have you? I We've have. never discussed this, so I, I didn't know. I didn't know what she was going to do. If she was going to go for like a makeout, just like a peck. This what? is what I think you do, especially since you were in great seats. Mm-hmm. Tarps off. That's the first thing. Yeah, you've been doing all those push-ups after losses. Mm-hmm. Show off the glam muscles. You've been working on them. Hold on. But Tarps it, off. It kind of like you you saw yourself up there and you kind of just froze. That's what happened to me. Because, sorry, I have to interject here because, Chris, how many push-ups are you behind right now? Just 150. Well, that's not bad. <laughs> okay, I'm yeah, still so, behind two so cans of beets. So anyway, I it was, sorry. all those push-ups you've been doing all season after Oilers losses, tarps off. That's the first move. You're going to get a roar for the tarps off, right? Next yeah. thing you do... Slam that beer you got in your hand down. Down the hatch it goes. Then you grab your missus. You give her a dip old school like sailor style from the 50s. Lay one on her like she's never received before. 
That is a passionate kiss. That's what Rick's talking about. That's passion. I don't think I'd have enough time to do that. Sounds like you did. Well, you know what? You could execute all that in three seconds easily. That's the thing is you don't know if they're going to have the camera on you for three seconds, 15 seconds. Yeah, if the guy, Rick makes a good point behind me. The cameraman is not going to turn away from you. If you go tarps off, beard down, grab the misses, passionate kiss, Fuck you, Santa. Because when, when, when you have people that dive in, like they they jump on the other person and they're you, it looks like they're wrestling. Like they let that ride for like ten seconds, and yeah. that could have been you. Know, Camera th- guy's not going to shut that down. He's going to lose his job if he gets in there. Like, dude, they're about he's about to dipper, and then you you go over to the you know the the boring oh, couple in the, in the on the side there. No, you need to you need to dive right in, take full advantage of it, create your moment with her. This way, when you guys have grandchildren, you can sit there one day around the Christmas tree and tell them about it. This I is think, how it uh, started. I think we lost the battle before it even started. They already had uh, Mr. and Mrs. Claus lined up. But I'm telling you, man. Tarps off, beer down, dip the misses. That's a, that's a winning combination. I have a right prediction there. that a week from now, Chris is going to have a dream where he's at the Oilers game and he looks up and he sees himself on the kiss cam and he goes to kiss his wife. And guess who's there in the middle? Matt. It's Matt. And Matt. then Matt kisses Cock your wife. Boxing. Matt kisses the wife. <laughs> Matt kisses the wife. And then they enjoy the BVJ weekend together. Oh, man. man that With is Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And Chris is not welcome in that social setting. Anyways, no, and then I, uh, the end of the dream, he ends up back in that theater, but he's by himself and the TV won't turn on. It's just a, it's a whole nightmare. I, this uh, first segment. Oh, sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Finish. I up. just want I appreciate the chirp from Tyler Rumchuk. Um, he saw an opportunity and he took it. <laughs> he's a he's a very he's reporting. He's reporting he the was, news for the nation. Yeah, and he tweets that like the chirp sitting from the press box. Probably, um, I can only imagine. Tyler does not get. A, There's no way he's out. Okay, okay. Also, Tyler can't. Tyler's never kissed a girl in his life. He doesn't. That's know, what I was saying. He he's, doesn't know what a good kiss looks like. We saw him for the first ever time at the pint get a girl's number. It was one of the servers, the bartenders that worked there. And he, he frolicked out of the bar. Yeah, after. He skipped out. He's on would, cloud, walking on clouds. I would like to challenge Tyler to even bring a girl to an Oilers game. Never mind. Uh, oh, oh roast it. Shots fired, Tyler. <laughs> wow. Take that. I was down just going to say, I'm check. mad at your M Chuck for stealing my tweet about the Leafs earlier this season, but wow, you just, your rem checks taking some heat deep. This oh. first segment of Oilers nation radio, actually a recap of Chris's life is brought to you by Sherwood <laughs> Ford the giant. Check them out on Twitter at Sherwood Ford. Follow them on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant. Go check them out on the Boxing Week sale. Get yourself a brand new Ford. Right, Chris? Yeah. Maybe a Mustang. That'd be nice. Nice Mustang, Dan. Can you imagine yourself cruising around in a Mustang, one that you picked up on Boxing Day morning? Well, you know what? I liked your idea from earlier this week, Bag Milk. What did you? Uh, what was your idea for us at the Nation here? Oh, Sherwood Ford. I, I know. I, I know. I pitched this in the Beatcast from the other day, but we're going to go into this real quick. Instead of a Nation truck for next season, this is what we're doing. We are getting seven 1987 Ford Escorts, GTs if possible, but we may have to keep our hearts open because they're hard to find. Jared and I were looking around for. 1987 Ford Escorts, and they could be tough. So we're not gonna we're not gonna die on the GT Hill. But However, they have they have a year to try and figure this out. Exactly, they're good. Seven 1987 Ford Escort GTs, if possible. No, we need to get a different nine, colors. Cam, we what we need is a Nation 40 Conaline that we go around, and we pick people up, and we have a lot of fun in the back. Or we get seven 1987 Ford Escorts <laughs> and we all get one and we are like the coolest cruising unit convoy this city has ever seen. So 
You want to pick up some friends? All seven of us get in our Ford Escorts and rip on out there. That is advertising. It'd be like when we drove out to the golf course. Exactly. Exactly. At the end of the year, we have a destruction derby with anybody else that would like to show up. Well, and that's the point of the 87 Ford Escort is that nobody cares. We can run into each other. It'd be great. So in the Ford Escorts, it'd be like me, Bag Milk, Dan, Rick, Jared, Evan the intern. Not Chris. Chris's friend, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Not Chris. (laughs) Exactly. See, damn it, Matt. The problem with the Nation truck, which is a beautiful truck, it it really is. There's only one of them cruising around. Mm Mm-hmm. Going out to Jay's house, come to the office, doing some errands, getting tickets. <laughs> However, think of how many tickets we could get if seven of us had 1987 Ford Escort GTs that were covered in Ford, Sherwood Ford, the giant logos and nation logos. Man, what a hell of a gang we'd be, Dad. And if you park them all together, it makes one giant mural of a photo. Man, it, 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 there's nothing not to like about like that. We also have like a picture of us personalized on each one. Like of course. A, like a drawn smiling face. Of course. 100%. Of course. Twitter handles on there. Nice portrait. Maybe we jump in each other's cars so that I could drive a, a car with a portrait of Coom on the front. Man, I'm having a great time with that. Hashtag nation escorts. Oh. Hashtag oh. nation escorts. End podcast. We're done. That's it. Yeah, Sherwood Ford guys after Christmas. If Sherwood Ford doesn't hook us up with this, what's, what's even the point anymore? Like, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. We've got good ideas coming out on the Christmas Spectacular episode. Wanye, thoughts? Good chat. He agrees. Right. He agrees. Right. He's nodding in approval. <laughs> Boys, uh, news from practice yesterday. It was the first time, really, that we've seen Ken Hitchcock pull out the blender and do a full spin. We've seen some tweaks, Dan. Yep. You've seen some guys move here and there, mm-hmm. but this was the first time that he's really, really taken out the mixer. So, new first line. We're going to go line by line. And I want to get your thoughts real quick around the horn. First line, McNuge is back together. Puliarvi in the mix. Dan? Love it. Love Puliarvi with RNH, and then McDavid is just amazing. Chris? I'm satisfied. Okay. I don't like it because Nugent Hopkins has proved that he's the best defensive center on the team, and now you're putting him back on the wing. And if you want to do a mix-up, put Dry Saddle and Nugent Hopkins together. I just feel like everything that we do, we have to do it again because Hitchcock, Hitchcock is the coach. Well, yeah, he's <laughs> a hard sentence Whoa. to get <laughs> He is the co- of manager coach? Well, yeah, he has his hands on the steering wheel now, so he's going to want to get a feel for some of the things that we've seen already before. But uh, the only... I like having Pooley Arvey up there. I'm a little bit worried about him keeping up in... Uh, in Speed wise, playing those big minutes, uh, I don't know if that's really where he needs to be right now. But sprinkling him in, him in there for you know fifteen to seventeen minutes with their on that line, yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, what are the odds he stays there the whole game? Here's what I want to see: if Puliarvi, I thought he's been playing really well lately. If he can do simple things like get his giant finish ass to the front of the net keep his stick on the ice, let Connor and Nuge do their wizardry and move it around the the offensive zone. Be ready to get greasy goals, my friend. And if you do that, as Alex Chieson has proven, then he'll be all right. Well, and it's about shooting too. And and that's another thing that Chieson has done is just just take your shots. Well, I mean, when every third shot is going in, you're having a damn fine season. That's fair. And and he's he's picking his spots too. He's going to the right spots. He's playing a simple game. He's playing a very simple game. He's getting greasy goals, and I love it. Chris? Yeah, that's what Chieson does best is get in uh, the openings, 
man, what, why am I having such a hard time talking? <laughs> he Chris, gets in the opening. Chris battles English. And he's one-timing shots. Like, he's not, like, thinking. He's just shooting. And that's what Pooley Arvey needs to do. And I think he has the ability to do it 100%. <laughs> Matt's in your head, man. Yeah, man. I'm Matt is in right your head. Now. All right, second line, you mentioned Chase on. Second line is Reader, Drysaddle, Chase on. Reverse order. Coom, thoughts? I, 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 I maintain what I said before, and I would like to see a second line of Reader, Nugent Hopkins, and Drysaddle. Keep Chase on with McDavid and Pooley Arvey. That can be your top line. Um, who is it again? Reader, Chieson, and Drysaddle. Yeah, and your friend Matt. We had a, we had the whole segment. The whole first segment was all about you, Chris. And I know. I just I, checked out. I just want to right now. Matt's now. in his head. It's like we're not talking about me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Like you lose. Well, I like it. I mean, put him on the ice. Wow. We'll we'll see what happens. I like it. I know. Get out lost, there and play the we lost fucking two, game. We lost two games in a row. Just like score goals and I'll be happy. I don't care who plays together. I like Reader's speed on that line. I like Chieson's, uh, you know, goal scoring ability there. And then Drysaddle is just Drysaddle. Uh, without the suspension, I put Kara there instead. Totally. Uh, Reader, great player, whatever, but he's definitely not a top six guy. He's a bottom six guy, but we don't have a lot of guys to sprinkle in there anyways. But yeah, I think he's a good utility guy. Good guy to, to splice in there for a for a short stretch. And throw him in. I like I like Reader a lot. He's he's super snake bitten right now. I think that they had some success, Dry Saddle and Reader, before Reader got hurt. Yes. Maybe they can rekindle. Chase on, like I said, he's shooting every third shot's going in right now. So fuck yeah, Chase on. Keep that rolling for as long as you can, pal. Uh third line right now, they split up the grit density line. Grit density. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, I didn't like the identity line name. I felt like we needed better grit density smashes up my favorite things about hockey. Grit Tensity sounds like a name of like an iTech shoulder pad that you would buy in You'd like wear those. 2003. You'd wear the those. Grit Tensity. You'd wear those. A really thick shoulder pad. Kajula, Brodziak, Cassian. Lucic got the bump in favor of Kajula. Personally, I'll start off this one. I guess Hitchcock's like, well, Lucic is never going to score again. So he's going to move down. And I'm going to put the Drake there. Hopefully spark a little bit of offense. That's what I'm thinking. Drake is kind of like he fits in in the sense that he's uh, he's an aggressive checker. Likes to throw the body. He gets in the mix. Gets greasy. I can see how he can fit there. We'll see how it goes. Dan, thoughts? I think uh, Hitchcock just knows that I don't have Lucic game, a Lucic game on my uh, goal draft for a while. And so he's just like, man, put him on the fourth line. Chris? Well, Pugliarvi scored on the fourth line last game, so maybe this means something for Lucic this game. Nice little one-timer, too. JJ Karras set him up on a tee. Clapper. comparing Lucic and Pugliarvi? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, yeah, I think I agree with Kajula going on the third line. He, I think he played well on Tuesday against Blues. Um, he's gritty. So, no, no, gritty is the mascot of the Flyers. Love gritty. Uh, Cam, thoughts? Um, is Valentin Zikov still on the team? Valentin Zikov is still it's on the team. Happened. However, he is not playing. I actually got him on my list coming up as an extra. Your thoughts on the new grit tensity line with Kajula replacing Lucic? I don't know. I like I like just like hemorrhaging Lucic onto that line because I think you just accepted that group wasn't going to score, and now I think you're you you're creating for like a fourth line that won't score for sure. Now I think you split that, that all up, then you're creating two black holes. That's an interesting point. Uh, one problem I had, I, I liked the grit tensity line and what they brought. They were just playing way too many minutes. On a good team, that's a solid fourth line, but they were playing like 15, 16 minutes a night. That's too much. Anyway, new fourth line is Lucic, Spooner, and Ratty because Jujar Kara got suspended. We're going to cover that immediately after. New fourth line, Dan, thoughts? Um, 
Yeah, I think that's where the offense goes to die now, and that's that's what you expect of your fourth line. Just get a couple of good minutes out of them, and then it's fine. Yeah, I think JJ's suspension is really going to affect our bottom six. Um, so I, I'm not expecting a lot out of that fourth line. Yeah, just like same old, same old. The four, the bottom six never scores, and no matter how many and how much, how you shuffle these chairs, yeah. it's not going to change. The Titanic will sink. Quality fourth line. One guy's obviously getting paid a little too much to be there. But uh, going back, I would actually put Drake on the second line and put Reader on the third. I like that. So Drake brings a lot more offense. He's got points this year. Reader's got one assist. I agree with that. Except I also agree with Bagmok's point that Reader and Drysaddle having a connection thing. What before. connection? He has one assist. They have seven. He has seven. He has seven assists. Yeah. He's all the assists. Oh, he has one with him, right? Yeah, I remember before he got injured, Reader was putting up some points. He was. Oh, I, I, I like Drake there. Leon's a passer. Drake's a shooter. If you have two passes on that line, I mean, obviously, Chiasen's there. That's He's been putting them all in, but there's we'll not see. much you can do with this lineup the way it's built anyway, so let Hitch do his thing. Yeah. Sprinkle some guys here and there. Try and spread things out. And, and that's what I'm long, saying. It's going to be a long one on Saturday anyway. So It's like we have to redo all of these line combinations because we have a different coach. Well, what's interesting about that fourth line is Spooner centering because Kara's suspended. That fourth line just seems to rotate Connor and, well, I guess it'll be Leon now that New just moved back to the first line. Connor's going to rotate through there, so maybe that's a way to get Lucic playing with Connor a little bit to try and spark some offense. I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm reaching probably. Ratty <laughs> is having the up and down season of a lifetime where he starts on McDavid's wing and now he's on the fourth line under Hitchcock. We'll get some shifts with Connor, but that fourth line is not going to score a whole lot. Spooner trade just looks weirder and weirder as the days go on. Cam, you have something to say? I can see it in your eyeballs. No. Okay. Zikov is still an extra man. Cam brought him off. Uh, brought him up, I should say. He hasn't played in a while. He doesn't skate all that well, but I thought he's been playing well enough to get himself into the lineup. What is going on with him? He's a free pickup. Found money. Anybody have a thought on why he's not playing other than he can't skate very well? I don't know. I would like to see him get a consistent shot. I think that's always been kind of my thing is, you know, with, with Jesse, the same thing. I want to see a guy get five or six games with the same lineup lineman late before he, uh, before you cast him off. But it feels like he might just be destined for the waiver. Who are you going to, who are you going to swap him out for though? I would definitely take out Raddy in this lineup. He'd be in the fourth line. So you're going to play, still. you're, you're going to play Zykov over, over Raddy. Yep. Man, yeah. See, I don't. I I'm gonna play Raddy over over Zykov. I don't think he, I haven't seen him do anything all that great. I know he has some decent fancy stats out there. So he has puck control and whatnot. Um, but I don't think he's done anything. Nothing on that ice has gripped your eyes. Nothing he's done out there has said, "Okay, this is why he's here. This is something we can believe in." So I I've seen a lot more out of Raddy there. That I don't. Yeah. Other than other than pulling out Lucic and just trying anybody on that spot. I don't see any reason why you put him back out there. Yeah, I think we're at a point where all of our bottom six is like, they're not good, but they're just good enough to not be replaced by Zykov. And I think Raddy's look good. He's just, he just can't put the puck in the net and he can't. He's fast and he's shifty and he's good without the puck in the offensive zone. He's just not scoring. I just, I guess I don't know if you're not going to be taking out Raddy, you're not going to be taking out these guys in the bottom six that are just good enough to not be taken out. Then why did we use the waiver pickup on Zykov anyways? They got space on the contract list. I mean, I can see why they picked him up in the sense that it's found money, right? Like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then you're really not losing out on too, too much. Zikov needs one more point to tie Igor Vizamikin for 18th in Oilers all-time scoring among players from Russia and the Soviet Union. 
That is a callback to an earlier episode of Weathers Nation Radio where Coombe did a little guess the Russian scores, and it was a uh, quite the list. 160 more points from uh, Zikov, and he can tie Boris Marinov for Shout out most, to Bobo. most Oilers Russian Shout out to Bobo. Ever. He was a hell of a player. Hell of a player. Hell of a player. Boris Marinov should be on everyone's mind. Chris, I suggest you even go get yourself a Boris Marinov jersey. Sure. Thoughts? I'll just uh, I'll just recrest my Conor McDavid jersey. Yeah, because he doesn't like you. Yeah, he likes Matt. We all because, we already know that because Boris Mirnov wore ninety seven. Boris no. Mirnov wore ninety seven. He was also the captain. Everybody knows this, Dan. Yes. Let's move on now. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to our friends at Get Sauced. We were in communication with them yesterday. We are closing in on radio silence. They were trying to get it here for us today to have a little sniff. Rumor has it that it is going to be a death sauce. They're even making a label for it and everything. Like Fuck they're yeah. going, really? Well, they're going like to be. They're, 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 they're be bottling selling. this. They're yeah. making a label. I want them to wait and make the label after I fucked Jay up with my trivia, and the logo is a picture of him in. Well, okay. <laughs> what would be more intimidating for you guys? Just a, a bottle of hot sauce with nothing on it, except no for a warning, like something that you would see when you're taking yeah, like a like Wemis course. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Explosive yeah. and corrosive. You got like half the Wemis logos on <laughs> every there? single one of them. Yeah, yeah. But I like the idea of us maybe getting it soon so that we can tease this until Jay's back from Australia. If you listen to Monday's episode of Real Life, Jay is checking in from Australia. He's spending Christmas down there with friend of the nation, Noopsy Brown. And uh, he's going to come back to getting a punch in the mouth feelings by our friends at Get Sauced. If you want to check them out for some gifts or just to spice up your life, shout out to the Spice Girls. Go check them out. GetSauced.com, 9620 58th Avenue, 780 Four six two two four one eight. Give them a call. They're fine people with fine sauces. We talked about the line combinations. A big part of that, especially Spooner getting back in, is the suspension of Jujar Kara. Tuesday, he gave Vince Dunn a classic cross check to the face. You're not allowed to do that, Chris. You're not allowed to do that. Personally, I thought we were talking about the office earlier this week. I thought he was going to maybe get a game. You said one or two. Yeah, one or two. Yeah, like I felt like it because. You can't cross-check guys to the face. You just can't. But I understand when you're swinging a big old hammer around, sometimes things get out of control and you misfire. You misfire and you land in the face and you're like, ah, crap. It felt like Jujar, as soon as he got his stick up, looked at him and he's just like, ah, shit. I didn't mean to get him in the face, but that's what happened. Two yeah. games, Dan, fair? Thoughts? Um, I thought it was going to be... I thought it was going to be a fine. I thought that, you know, he. it's it's kind of wild that he gets punished that much more than Dunn did because Dunn was the one that initiated the uh, the exchange there and Jujar just finished it. Dan, two wrongs don't make a right. Well, often they don't, but in this league, sometimes they do. And, I, I you know, I mean, it's still it's still a, a spin of the wheel. Jujar Kara, first-time offender when it comes to a suspension. And, uh, yeah, here we are. What I'll say is that I think Vince Dunn on that play was looking like a real sugar plum. Oh. That was a that was the word of the day that Jared tossed me, and I just there's no way I could work that into a sentence. So yeah, I was like, was I'm gonna challenge. wait for an opportunity and just refer to somebody as a sugar plum. I don't know, but no, he he started that shit, and I mean, Dunn should have gotten a suspension because I mean the, the hits were like pretty similar, right? But whenever you're the one retaliating, you're gonna get caught because the refs probably gonna see. The first thing, they don't call it. Now their eyes are on you, and they're watching well, it happen. Here comes and, my inner Don Cherry and uh, and Brian Burke. 
if you get rid of the instigator penalty, he turns around, drops his gloves, grabs them, and he starts tossing them in the in, in the crease there. Yes. You don't have to get you don't have to bring out the cross check. You can sit there and do it the way it was always been done, the way it's supposed to be done. And then we have some content for hockeyfights.com. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. That that's that's the way it would have been handled, you know, even five years ago. It or six still should ago. be that way. But it can't be because the league has decided that the we'd rather have cross checks. And, and, and to be fair, what, what's the worst that happens if he drops them? Ten five and two. Well, and they rely on the ten department. five and two, and he plays on Saturday. The league now relies on the Department of Player Safety to fix stuff. And okay, but even stuff. even if he drops gloves and starts pounding on them, he gets ten five and two, and he plays on Saturday. There's no suspension. No, I agree. Right. But in this league, you can't do it anymore. And it's funny how the other guy got his suspend, got his fine before they figured out what Kara's issue was, what Kara's uh, penalty was. Well, he be. got a, well, he got the max allowable fine under the CBA for not having a. Was it like nineteen hundred dollars? Yeah. Fourteen or it was nineteen hundred and forty two dollars, <laughs> and like guy. and like thirty two cents or something. I definitely don't agree That's that rough. the cross checks were similar. Like I think uh, Dunn got his cross check up high and it hit the back of his Jujar's head, head, and then JJ like his eyes turned red. And he looked at Dunn, and he went for blood, and he tried he didn't to like, go for blood. If he wanted to go for blood, he would have. Nah, there would have been blood. I think he uh, he reacted. He came back. Yeah, and like a, a much exa- exactly the same way. He just did what Dunn wanted to do, but he did it better. I think. I think Dunn. It was a battle going to the net, and Dunn. It was like a dirty battle on Dunn's behalf, and that's where the fine was. And Dunn, JJ, was, pi- Dunn J- was pissed off because he got knocked in the boards by yeah. a bigger by a bigger batter player. No, I think I think the suspension was right there. Like JJ's JJ's offense was a lot worse than Dunn's. You have Chris, to admit that. I'm, In hindsight, yeah, you're right. It has to be two so games. So then I, I thought two games was a little much because he's a first time offender and he already got the match penalty or whatever. He got kicked out of the game, so he missed the third yeah, period. The last of whatever it was. Yeah, it yeah. could have been a one gamer, but I would have been happier with one game. But honestly, man, JJ's already a badass around the league, and just to get a two game suspension, like no one will fuck with him now. It'll be great. Well, last year, one thing that JJ kind of established himself as is a destroyer of worlds in the sense that if you drop the fight, if the gloves with him, he will punch your head off your shoulders. So I feel like now he's kind of got a reputation as a guy who will beat the shit out of you. And I don't know if Vince Dunn wants any part of that. He wants nothing to do with it. Again, when you're swinging the big hammer around, sometimes the nail gets it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what do you think of that chris yeah that was okay that was a good one i guess <laughs> i totally agree with the hockey fights thing though man just to watch them drop it and just settle it right there that'd be great yep chris is or rick loves fights rick does love fights so i'm gonna skip ahead a little bit rick is fired up about fights so i'm gonna skip ahead in our itinerary a little tiny tiny bit since we're talking fights we're gonna talk a little bit of tom wilson and alexiak from the other night dan you clipped it for hockey fights that was a ko blow from yeah. Tom Wilson. What was the reaction like? In, the thing about Tom Wilson is he's so divisive. If you're a Caps fan, you're probably like, fuck yeah, that was awesome. But everybody else seems to hate the dude right now. So what was the reaction on hockey fights in terms of what happened with him and not Penny Alexiak? Well, for the first, like for the first, the first thing to, to, to mention is that like for hockey fights, um, while we love seeing the fight and everything, don't like seeing Alexiak get up days like that. So, so we kind of took the the approach of just you know kind of being shocked at it and let people let people discuss it how they may. And uh, yeah, so to your to your point there, bag milk. Uh, Tom Wilson is a, is probably the biggest the biggest uh, pos 
kind of guy around the league right now. People just hate him for the sake of hating him. Can he still be the POS if he backs it up, though? Like, I understand what you're getting, but this is the one guy who actually, like, Alexiak's, like, larger than Little Brick right now. Like, he's a huge dude. Yeah. And he said, okay, let's go at it. I think that, does that not uh, take you to, a, like, a better spot, I guess? It does for us, like, from from a standpoint of hockey fights, but for the fans... Uh, the 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 lion's share of them just hate him because he's Tom Wilson, and so it doesn't really matter, you know. Like it was it was a lot of you know Alexiak let him get to that point, or they didn't let, or Wilson didn't let Alexiak get set, even though well Alexiak was the one that punched first. Yeah, I don't know if we, um, yeah, that's I think people are just trying too hard to hate on Wilson at that yep. point. It was a legit fight. It was fair as fair can be. Yep. And he landed a he landed a blow that took the big fella down. I just. It was an unreal, unreal lucky punch yep, uh, in the sense fair. that like Wilson's probably not aiming to to knock the guy out as much as he is to just beat I think his every, face up. Well, I think every punch out you're trying to I knock guess, the guy maybe, out. I guess maybe, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it, it was, there was a lot of hate for Wilson in that one, uh, more so than just enjoying the... the Do you think anybody actually f- likes him a little bit more now, I guess, because he actually stood up as opposed to just being a rat who... Would do something stupid and go hide. I oh, think yeah, he, like for sure. because he stood up for himself. I think you kind of have to think a little bit better of him as opposed to you know like uh, the Sean Averys of the world who would do something stupid and then just or the Matthew Kachucks who would you know do something stupid and turtle. Yeah, it's there's definitely there's a there's a there's going to be an element of you know yeah he dropped the gloves and that kind of thing. So yeah, you put him above a, a Brad Marchand or a Matthew Kachuk kind of deal where they they don't necessarily answer the bell every time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's Wilson's just always going to be that guy that makes people angry. Tom Wilson is making every penny of his massive contract this summer worth it. In my opinion, to the caps, <laughs> especially when he was suspended for those. Well, but even still, like he's, he's creating a rep for himself. If he already, ha- well, he already had one, but he's just like keeping it up and his team. Like he's the one guy in the NHL that no one will mess with on the ice and that you actually have to know where he is at all times because you never know what he's going to do. And at the same time, he has 16 points in 14 games. So he's, he scores goals and puts up points and helps the team win. And he also will punch you in the face and knock you out. He's one of those guys that when he's on your team, you love him. And when he's not, you, totally. you hate him. Uh. Thanks for that. Puberty. <laughs> 32 years old. Puberty is still going. Sticking in line with fights, we had another massive fight come up this week. An epic battle. But this one happened in the concourse. This one happened between a mascot and a patron. I almost at forgot. The Chicago Blackhawks fight. At the Chicago Blackhawks game. Dan, you had this one up on hockey fights as well, at least on social. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the mascot fight that went down in Chicago. Shout out to the Hockey Fights fan. I can't remember his user handle, but he, he added me and I got it right away. Um, but yeah, there was a, a, a fan who I don't know his name and police are currently looking for him uh, who actually hopped into my mentions on Hockey Fights and let me know that uh, <laughs> he approached Tommy Hawk and told him he's Team Gritty, to which Tommy Hawk squared up with him. Uh, now I'm sure that it was a, it was a square playful up in, square yes, up, in, as mascots tend to do. I'm also sure this guy was like six beers deep. Well, and he he admitted, but layered or deleted the message that said that he went to take the guy's hat off or oh. head off. 
which Come on, is, man. which is against the mascot code. Every mascot wants to like be in the middle of a large crowd and have their lid taken off to reveal some like sweaty, confused looking guy. Yeah, that's everyone's dream. Exactly. It also furthers Chris's point that the dude is probably six beers deep if he's thinking that pulling the mascot's head off is a good idea. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so that was the end of that guy's night, uh, Tommy Hawk. Uh, took it to the next level. He just spanked him. It was he unbelievable. Did. He picked him up. He dropped him. He had a chance to get the atomic wedgie on. So credit to Tommy Hawk for not giving the atomic I thought he was going to drag that guy into a bathroom and dunk his head in the fucking <laughs> toilet. He, uh, <laughs> That's what it looked like. He dropped him twice and then he dragged him into one of the team stores it looked like. And then I and then and then they broke. <laughs> and made up. him purchase just like the yeah. worst like, jersey. He made oh, him purchase his own jersey. Just a really jersey. really weird jersey. Well, yeah. the thing too about mascots is, and I, I'm just guessing here. I assume that they're all mostly in reasonable shape. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. You know I mean? they're all like running they're, around, jumping up and down, and that that suit that suit's heavy, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you, Hunter shredded. Jared was at the game the other night against uh, St. Louis. He got a little photo shoot with Hunter. Nice uh, look at the abs. Pex too. Pex, very defined. Looking like Chris over there, tarps off. Anyway, back to the mascot. Yes. Don't do that. Yep. Yeah, They're there like, for the kids. Just leave the mascot alone. Mascot squares up with you. It's a joking square up. He doesn't want to fight you. It's like a, I don't know what day it was. But it's like a Monday night and he's at work. If you continue trying to dox him, he's going to beat the shit out of you and you deserve it. Yes, I agree. Could you imagine if someone tried to do that to Gritty? Well, here's the, so here's Gritty the funny would, thing. It's, it's interesting to ask you. that. Yeah, he's, because the NHL put out a poll there yesterday asking which mascot is the most terrifying. And Tommy Hawk took the dumb, took the top. Really? Uh, See, he's sending a message. Because that's, of this fight, yeah. Tommy Hawk don't take no shit. That's yeah. what we learned this week. 100%. I gained a lot of respect for Tommy Hawk. He, oh, wasn't, yeah. he wasn't on the radar of relevant mascots. Because nope. it was no. just like, it was just Gritty had that. And now Tommy Hawk's in the mix. Hunter was also in the mix in that poll. Do you know Third where he place. came off the top of your head? Third I'm, place. I'm Gritty second. was second. Oh, okay. Gritty's still Hey, terrifying. we're top three. Yep. Shout out to Hunter for being top three in the most terrifying mascots in the NHL. Yeah. That's fantastic. Fantastic. And as we found out, go check out Oilers Nation's Instagram page. He shredded. He shredded. Jared was within hand, like a hand distance. He could have rubbed those abs if he wanted to. You should. But he didn't. He's, a control, he's in control of himself. I noticed Hunter was also doing, like, walking up this the hand railing. That's what I talked about that the other day. Isn't Very he, impressive. That's nuts. Dangerous. What if he falls? Exactly. But what if someone what? just, like, pushes him? He's got core strength, so he's, he's yeah, secure he's in his footing. Oh, it's wild. Right? Yeah. Yep. I'm glad you saw it, too, because I was blown away when I saw it last week's game against Philly. It was, was it? Oh, Rick's, Rick's seats are, Rick's seats got, the, he's got these fantastic fancy seats down there. Hunter's all down there in the mix. Good for you. Rick. Hunter never comes to the second level. I was just going to say. No, Hunter was, Hunter was on the second, uh, the second level last time, I think. Okay. Oh, no, that was the t-shirt toss. I was in the section with the t-shirt toss. Jesperson is not the mascot. <laughs> Although he does do a fine job as the in-game host. High energy, Coop. I, I love how he says t-shirt toss. Oh, he yells it. I, I love Jesperson's what, energy. What gets you more fired up? What get, what, when, um, when what's-his-fuck says, overtime winner, or Jesperson saying, time for a t-shirt toss. Oh, okay, so we're comparing Kevin Quinn's OT goal calls to the t-shirt toss. Chris, you were just at the game on Tuesday. There's no OT, but Jesperson hands down because he now stands on top of the like the little cubby in the wall where the band is. Yeah, yeah. Cubby. That's a cubby We'll call it a cubby. And then he throws the t-shirt from off the ledge and it goes super far and it's cool. Jesperson, ultimate pro. Ultimate pro. I think Jesperson will admit that his first throw this season for the opening game was atrocious. Oh, he duffed her. He got, yeah, he got, he got chirped pretty hard on Twitter for that one, myself included. 
And uh, he had some fun with it. But I think he's been working out since then. And his, his t-shirt toss is much better. High energy. Love Jesperson as the in-game host. I also love our friends at Get Sauced and all the delicious sauces that they come up with. I have... Actually, you know what? Now I'm thinking about it. I've got a delicious lunch I'm going to go eat after this. And I would like some of the jalapeno sauce, Chris, but I think we're running low. Yeah. That, that one that's is... the best sauce. We killed thought. that bottle super quick. Oh, I know. And you know what? I never had any for like the first two weeks for some reason, and the bottle was half gone. And then I finally tried it with my food. And it was the best thing ever. Also, get sauce. There's like three days left till Christmas. Great Christmas present. Last minute. Need a stuffing... St- stuffing stuffer? Stucker. Man, <laughs> Matt is in your oh, kitchen. Oh, man. What's wrong with me? I actually Matt picked up... Uh, kitchen. I picked up a three-pack of hot sauce from my father, who doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can say that. Do you know what sauces are in there, Dan? Uh, I got him the three hot sauce... So- the hottest sauces... The hottest sauces that they make. Uh, the scorpion sauce. <laughs> Reaper. The Reaper is in there for sure. And the and uh, ghost pepper. Ghost pepper, yeah. Yeah. Um, Enjoy, Papa Dan. Oh, my dad... My dad is, is uh, I don't know if you guys, did you guys meet him? Yes, we did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so he's he's got no hair on the top of his head, and his joke is that he burned it off years oh, ago there with hot sauce. So he uh, loves classic the hot sauce. dad jokes. The, yeah. uh, the cutoff to pick up the hot sauce directly from Get Sauce was 22 minutes ago, but oh. stores around Edmonton like Save on Food, Safeway, they carry a Get Sauce, so go pick some up. My Great local plug. Safeway has all kinds of Get Sauce sauces. After Christmas, Chris said you can't go see him right now, but after Christmas, go see him 9620 58th Avenue. Give him a call, 780-462-2418. Again, that is 780-462-2418. GetSauce.com. Go do a little shopping. Get a little spice in your life. God damn it, your food is boring. Fix it. Fix it. <laughs> Another big problem the others have had this last little run is, especially in December, is the power play has been absolutely atrocious. Uh, a couple of days ago, Gregor wrote on The Nation about the power play. And in the month of December, the Oilers are running at a 9.1% clip on the power play. And that is a real problem. I would go so far as to say that they blew the game against the Blues. See what I did there, Coom? Double blue. Like because they could not score on five power play chances. Cam, what's going on with the power play? Oscar Kleffbaum's not on the point anymore. And I, I mean, nothing against Ronald Nurse. It's just not really his game. I mean, when you when you lose Clefbaum, you lose that big shot, so it becomes easier to defend, and you don't have that guy at the point that's the QB that can kind of move it around and be the catalyst. So I think they really need to get... I don't know if the solution's five forwards or something else, but you need more of a weapon at the point to distribute the puck. Do you think the fact that they s- still have five left-hand shots is uh, taking a toll on it? Well, Chason's out there. He's ready. Oh, yeah, he's back. Yeah. Pugliarvi on the second unit, though he's never going to see the ice because they don't play very much. Although they have been playing more because when you suck as bad as they've sucked, Chris, why not throw them out there? When asked about the power play specifically, Ken Hitchcock said, we are too slow on the flanks. We don't have enough movement on the flanks. We'll get that changed. We are standing still outside the dots and trying to make plays instead of going in attack mode. We are not playing near enough downhill. The major thing for me is our movement across the top is too slow, both with our feet and our puck movement and allows teams to recover. We are in the zone a lot, but not much is going on when we get there. Dan, do you agree with Daddy Hitchcock's assessment of the power play of course i do literally anything hitchcock says <laughs> i agree with it he is uh i had a tweet there last week that the man could tell me to go and invade australia by myself and i'd be all in well you can't because australia doesn't exist cam thoughts yeah that's totally true people talk about this australia and that is that i don't understand i think but, that the, the big problem sorry go ahead Dan. that's okay i was going to bring it back to topic but if you want to talk about the australian <laughs> no for me the, the problem with the power play is that 
it always starts kind of in the same spot. It goes nope. Connor to Leon to Connor back to the point to Connor nope. to the point to back to Nuge maybe. Nuge doesn't have Clefbaum to do that dirty little back pass that he has. Although Daryl scored on that one a little while nope. ago, but it's the same plays over and over and over again. Well, and to your point, yeah, in 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 all those scenarios you just laid out, it's all perimeter work, and there's no there's no penetration of the of the defensive box there that that gets your power play or gets their penalty kill moving around too much. I think that extra right shot out there would be a big help. Uh, obviously, it just puts him on his off wing. All it opens up an, an, a a move of either either a nice pass or or the one time shot. Uh, I don't think Nurse is that big of an issue out there. He can skate. He can move the puck just as well. He has a nice shot. It gets through even maybe a little bit better than Clef bombs. I've one thing that really caught my my eye the other day was that Hitchcock was taking over the power play in practice yesterday from Gullitson. I'm fairly certain we brought in Manny Vivrios because of his offensive abilities. And so why was he not in charge of this to begin? What is Manny doing then? Like it's Yanni's defense, Hitch or McClellan, you know, do the head coach thing. Um, Where, what, what is he doing? Like I'm fairly certain that's the reason we brought him in was for his offensive abilities. Well, when they, when the season started, he was, you're correct. Yeah. He was mentioned as the power play guy. And then also he was going to be up in the up the eye in the sky for the first two periods and then come down for the third period. In his time with the Swift current Broncos in the WHL as their head coach, they also won their league last year. Swift current had the best power play in the league. Uh, kind of goes to Rick's point of why is Manny not kind of handling that? I'd be curious. I assume I kind of assumed that Hitch would kind of have to come in, spend some time learning what everybody does and then deploy appropriately but it still hasn't seemed to change all that much. We're s- still looking at the same power play as we have. And if he took it away from Gullison, that's odd to me, Chris. Uh, my only thing with that is that Hitchcock has only had four or five full practices. Yeah, he's been here a month and a bit, but yeah, they haven't had a lot of time had. to practice. So. so I think that delays the aspect of Hitch, like overseeing everything very closely. So I think I don't want to read into that too, too much right now. No, you're 100% right. That is, we haven't had any practice time. We've played, you know, one game every two nights. So there hasn't been time to, to, to get practices out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, I think that's obviously a big part of it. But it's still, it's still a head scratcher why Gullitson was in charge of it from the beginning. I'm really looking forward to Saturday's game. It's going to be a hard one. But uh, today and yesterday, Thursday, was were two full practice days for the Oilers. And Hitchcock actually said after Tuesday's game that he just needs a couple practices, work on the power play. So. <laughs> I love, man. I exactly. Love, yeah. Didn't they do a double practice yesterday? Yeah, they too? did a double pack practice yesterday. They got the flood and then back out there, boys. I love, man. Hitchcock's confidence is so funny to me. He's just like very specific too. He's like, I need eight days to fix this team. And everybody's like, oh shit. Isn't eight that days? nice okay. though? We hear nothing from coaches and GMs out of Edmonton ever. Like they give us nothing. And Hitchcock is just like reading us his personal diary. It's great. You know what he reminds me of a little bit? He reminds me of Ralph Kruger in the sense that he's always very positive. Yeah. He's always very positive in the media. He doesn't really say any, he doesn't throw guys under the bus ever except the refs and deservedly so because fuck them. But like, he never is negative towards a guy. Sometimes you would see McClellan get a little bit angry and say, oh, so-and-so needs to play better. That's not a Hitchcock move. He did confuse the shit out of Connor, though, when he made that comment to the media, how he plays, what was it? There was something positive reckless. and then reckless afterwards, and Connor was like, I hope he means that in a good way. Well, of course he does, because who could who would doubt Connor? I think he was just Hitchcock was just kind of commenting on the fact that Connor just plays with 
that reckless abandon that you can't teach other people. To me, I assume that everything Hitch says publicly is going to be positive, including that comment. So take it as positive, Connor. And another positive for you, your beard hair, your beard hair combo looks great. Looks great. That's a Christmas gift for me, I feel. That was very nice. Christmas gift for Chris, although Matt gets to enjoy it. Yeah. Shout out to Matt. Uh, boys, we are going to wind down a little bit, although we may go a little bit long because we have a couple of things with the Christmas season here. First, let's look at the World Juniors that kicks off on Boxing Day. The Oilers have four prospects. Well, kind of four. We'll get to it. Evan Bouchard with Canada, Phil Kemp with U.S., Dmitry Samorikov with Russia, and Ostap Safin has been named to the Czech Republic team, though he may or may not play, battling injuries. Do you guys still look forward to the World Juniors as you're getting a little bit older, Chris? I remember I was super into it when I was the same age as the kind of players. That was like my, my big kind of Christmas tournament with the buddies. What are your thoughts on the World Juniors? I'm still just as excited, if not more excited, every year it comes. It's just like, I, I don't know. Now I, I get more into it. I read more on the players. Like I, I feel more educated now about the team than I did when I was like 15 for some reason. Boxing Day, you have yourself a cocktail. Oh, yeah. It's throw the hockey game on. Cam, so do you love the World Juniors? Oh, yeah. The World Juniors is like, it's like top five uh, sports all year. Like, it's right up there with like March Madness and shit like that. When it comes around, it's just like, that's the only thing I'm interested in watching. Like, I, I, I'm not as into it in regards to following the players. Like, remember during the early 2010s days when you're paying attention to like Martin Marinson and Oilers prospects like that because you think they're going to be all that and shit. But now it's more just like I'm actually watching just for the team. It's just like fun to watch Team Canada just go and like wreck shit. And this is always so yeah, good. This year especially, I think Canada's so supposed to be the team to beat. I'm excited to watch that QMJHL kid, the uh, Alexis Lafreniere. Well, obviously Evan Bouchard is going to be patrolling the blue line for Canada. Uh, I'm going to be watching him closely. I assume he's going to be playing a lot of minutes just like he does in London. But who knows, considering Canada always has a fairly stacked team. Dan, what are you expecting from Evan Bouchard? From Bouchard, I, I expect great things. He's uh, he was the one guy on our team where it was just kind of you penciled him in for the uh, for the lineup there. He'll uh, he'll be I think he'll be on the top power play and and lighten things up for us. It'll be interesting to see him play against what you could consider all star teams because when he plays in the OHL, he has such a, a confidence in his own game that his heartbeat is like six the whole time and kind of moves the puck like this in any, situ- in any situation because he knows he's better than 98% of the guys out there. So now he's playing guys that are going to be much... Everybody on that team he's against is going to be a lot closer to his talent level. So he's going to have to play a little more urgency, which will hopefully in turn help him when he gets to the NHL because if there's one thing he was doing this year, even when he was up here with us, is that he's still he's so confident with the puck there is no urgency you don't do that in nhl these guys are going to absolutely kill you they're going to be on you right away he's got to get a little more urgency in his game and playing against better competition i think that'll only help him out he'll also be surrounded by teammates and practicing with teammates the best in canada so so hopefully yeah that helps him out too instead of just being the best player on your team and the best player in the league here's hoping that uh bouchard can bring home the goal for canada this year we'll be watching him Obviously, it's way better that the Oilers sent him down, let him play in London. Now he's going to the World Juniors. That's going to be a good experience for him. Uh, Thanks to Todd McClellan for refusing to play him to the point where Chiarelli had to send him down. That could be McClellan's greatest gift to the Oilers. Uh, That report was very concerning. Anything else on the World Juniors, boys? Excited? Boxing Day, we're going to have full coverage. Your Remchuk's going to cover it for ON. Get all of your World Junior stuff at OilersNation.com. I'm excited to watch games at appropriate times, too, not the middle of the night. Yeah, like I love getting up at 4 a.m. or whatever and getting buckled. Yeah. Getting buckled at like 4 a.m. and then all of a sudden you're hungover by breakfast. It's 
great. It's fantastic. It was an interesting comment by you, Beg Milk, and it's got me thinking now. It, you said, whereas you were younger and around the age of these guys, you thought it was more interesting. I always thought because I spent the time, you know, my my younger years were spent out in Halifax that because I was following the Mooseheads and, and junior hockey. Did you live in Halifax? I did. Did Dan um, live in Halifax? But I just thought that allegedly Dan lived in Halifax. Yeah, I thought that when I was following junior hockey, that that's when I that's why I found it more entertaining. But I'm wondering if it is just an, like an age thing that that as you get older, you're not following the the guys in the junior ranks as well, much. Well, I don't know. It's just for me. It's not that I don't follow them as much. In fact, I follow them more considering what I do for a living now. But like back, say the Eberle year when he did that oh. last second against Russia, all my buddies that's we were good. 18, 19 around there. We were all getting together. None of us had kids. None of us had really long-term girlfriends. We all got together at like four in the morning, if that's when the games were on or whenever they were. We all just got buckled together. It was like a whole thing. And now you're a little bit older. You don't do that, Chris. People have kids. People are married. People are on vacations away from their real jobs. Back when you had no responsibilities, you get real drunk watching World Juniors. At least that's what I did. At least that's what I did. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, and then you got old. And I got old. Happens. And happens here you all are. Us. Oh, I get still get real drunk, Rick. Don't you worry about that. If there's one thing I do well, it's getting real drunk, and I plan on having a cocktail at the Pine here in probably about an hour. I can't stop thinking about it. I'm so hungry. I'm yeah. so hungry, <laughs> So we're going to wrap up this with a look at the Lucic Gold Draft. My friend Rick sitting behind me, we are going to get to you, my friend, because you are running out of games. You had December 11th versus Colorado. You had December 13th versus Winnipeg. You had the 16th versus Vancouver. You've also got the 27th against Vancouver, the 29th against San Jose. You are running out of games, my friend. You went hot and heavy in December. Like I said before, you had to do it. Uh, the longer it goes, the worse it's going to be. He's now dropped from the third line where he's getting what is, I don't know what he was, but I'm sure it was 15, 16 minutes playing out there with those two guys too much. And now he's going to get dropped down to even less minutes. I took the, I made the better bet here. Odds were in my favor. No, now this I is going to be, no, this is going to be a blue no. moon type of situation. So you're just, you're just covering your bases. Your strategy no, was poor. Yeah. You're just, you, yep. If you go three games without scoring a goal, it's like, okay, I can get over this. You go 10, it starts to weigh on you. Go 15, it gets even worse. But 20, once, 25, 30. No, 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 no. Once those weird games in February show up when all the guys are like really burnt out and you're playing oh, against teams, no, February, teams that are totally February out of February is the time to like, get going here, boys. Post, we got to get Post-trade this. deadline when you're playing the Arizona Coyotes and they've given up. You're, that's when he's once you're a going baseball off guy. The dog Do days of <laughs> summer is December. Dog but, days of winter. Do yeah. I need to remind you guys that I have like six games in February? This is my thing. Yeah, they're all in the same week. Yeah, it's fine. He's going to light up. Anyways, this is my this One is my sprained thing. ankle, and you're going to go 0 for 6 for all of them because he's not even going to be out there. He could be, is, he could be on a different team by then. Wow. What, you, know, you know what? Here's a point. What happens if you get moved? If he gets traded on one of the days that we have as the game, that person wins. Yeah, hands <laughs> that down. That was the same thing. I, I came up with this rule when we first started. If he retires <laughs> mid-game and you have that game, you win. That's so the same high. thing with the trade. Lucic is going on a downward spin right now. And he's out gonna of have, control. He's going to have an awful January. And then he's going <laughs> to score at the end of January. Because every plane you've gonna, seen like starts spiraling down. They're like, this is only going to get better. Once I get into a okay. really bad tailspin, we've all, we've all, then I can After every hurricane up. comes a rainbow, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> That's not accurate at all. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Carolina Hurricanes, we like retirement for him there. It's a Katy Perry lyric. Can we get a Berglin out of him? Would that be too much to ask for? 
a get him to yeah, retire no, he's, he's gotta he's gotta do the uh mutual buyout the thing. mutual buyout like okay guys i'm out like thank you How very funny much is for that everything patrick berglund had 12 mil left on his contract he's pulling in like four mil a year for the next three years oh, yeah. or something there's, and he's just like i do not want to live in buffalo there's no way but, anybody looked at that and did not go no new luch couldn't what but i know like <laughs> could he Please, there's no way maybe? we should do it there's no way it's christmas time man yeah you can we get santa money. to help us with this I don't know. I think something happened behind closed doors there that, like, we obviously don't know about with Berglund. No, it was just living in Buffalo, man. Like, okay, but I was in Buffalo last winter for the World Juniors. It was, it was a nightmare. Yeah, but Buffalo is at they're winning though. Who it cares? is weird. Buffalo, the city is still Buffalo, the city, regardless of whether they're winning or losing. He wasn't playing a lot, like Rick said. I think with Lucic, that we're gonna have to hope for the Ferens Peninsula to open or some kind of allergy to equipment See, or something because he's not gonna walk away from. But he's got four years left at six per. And now I'm so jealous because Buffalo can re-sign Skinner. 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 Because, because they have no cap or they have more cap now. And we're stuck with Lucic. Speaking of Lucic, I've got the game on uh, tomorrow night against Tampa. He is going to get a goal against Tampa. Christmas goal for the big man on the fourth line. Nobody's going to see it coming. And your boy Bag Milk's going to take an early lead in the Lucic goal draft. Thoughts, Dan? Wrong. Well, fair. If you score, if <laughs> Lucic scores against the best team in the league, you deserve that point. And that's my original draft pick as well. That's a Christmas goal. That is a Christmas goal. I like it. I like it a lot. Cam, thoughts? He's scoring his first goal of the year on my game Stop. on New Year's Eve. Jared is trigger happy. Jared wants to get to the he's pint. Played the orchestra, he's over played it. the orchestra like three times. All right, he's scoring on New Year's Eve in my game against the Jets, and then I also have the final, final game of the season in Calgary on the 6th of April, and we traveled down. He's going to score there. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to fall down many seats again. Well, Luch, I need you, buddy. The Christmas break is coming. The Christmas break is coming and I need you to score. Not just for you, not just for me, but for all of us here at Oilers Nation. For everybody listening to this podcast, I want to thank Ford, Sherwood Ford the Giant. I want to thank Get Sauced. I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. This is very loud. Shout I don't out. know if you can hear me over this loud music. Shout out to Damien. Shout out to Damien and have a happy Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Best wishes. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.